This is a podcast from Rover. Thank you very much there, Mr. Richard Green with the AFCO weather there. Great to have Richard every week around this time, every Saturday and Sunday. Righty up. Oh, Bex, I'm a bit sad that all this has come to an end today because I, I just feel so invigorated and inspired by the people that we have uh, spoken to. Uh, Nicola Harvey there coming back from Sydney and into the farming and, uh, you know, and... Um, you know, as you said, even clashing with her own dad over over you know how how they run the farm, etc. They're north of Taupo, and then then Mr. Sam Cave out of Napier Boys High, who you know. I mean, I just I just loved today, just loved it. Laura yeah. Goat, you, everybody, it's been great. Everyone's yeah. been had had great positive kind of things to share in yep. really interesting ways. I mean, yeah. I just think Nicola, particularly, you know, farm the words farmer and climate activist are not things that you normally sit together or put beside each other but she had such a great way of you know she's not she's not (laughs) when I read climate activists it makes you think of someone you know you know with a placard (laughs) yeah blocking blocking the Wellington motorway or something yeah yeah, but she I mean and she admitted herself when she came back she had all these ideas and she was pretty romantic and rose tinted glasses these ideas of farming but she's sort of found a way to align their farming practices with her values and to have a, a financially viable operation but yeah I just think someone like her has got so much to offer in this space in terms of the the discussions we have around how we move forward with this because yeah I mean Climate change is, is definitely a thing, and we we can't just ignore it. Yeah, and, and I always wonder whether it's just worth having a loose term like you're a futurist. You, you know what the future holds, and um, I think we've heard this so many times from you know our various uh, you know people who we really respect who come on the show. So you get on the bus, or you'll get left behind. Yeah, I mean, you just got to be open. You've got to have an open mind, I think. And yeah. I admit, sometimes I struggle with it. I yeah, grew yeah. up on a farm that was run in what you would say would be a fairly traditional way. But very, very summer dry, and so probably at the mercies of climate change, really. It's only going to get worse. Um, And, yeah, I probably do tend to think a little bit old school in the way that I farm. Um, I'm sort of not really too sure about regenerative regenerative ag. Uh, I've got quite a few friends that are doing it. Um, I'm... I, I try to keep an open mind about things, and I think that's why doing this show has been really good because I feel like it opens my eyes to to things that ideas yeah. that I, I I'm just normally in my little lane, you know, mm. farming away, <laughs> getting yeah. on with things. I suspect you're not. I think you're a, you're a very very broad thinker, and uh, farming needs more people like you. But I've got to say. I'm not sure that you've had this sermon from me before. Just imagine me up in the pulpit there with my little white collar on going, you know, about the Ten Commandments. That's kind of how I see regenerative farming, that you don't have to obey obey all ten to, you know, to live a reasonably good life. So you can bring on the certain things that work somewhere in some places and, you know, you don't have to do the whole hog. But if I'm a farmer looking to get a premium product for my uh, my produce overseas, and what New Zealand is seeing is uh, Lake Howie Station. Then I, I, I bow my tip my cap to what Jeff and Justine, for instance, are doing down there. Because if that's what the world's seeing, then that's bloody magnificent in my eyes. Oh, absolutely, I agree, and that's what Nicola said, wasn't it? There's, I'm sorry to get stuck on her, but I'm just yeah, so, no, no, wow, no. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, no. Um, you know, she said there's no template. At what they are doing is what they have discovered works for their farm, and so yeah. what works for them might not work for someone else. And I, but I think that's like I said to her, that's the key with many things in farming because all properties and parts of the country are so different. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I wondered about another stream of income for me with the old classroom because I do, I've never, you know, I trained as a teacher post-training as a journalist. Oh, did you? Yeah, uh, because there was no jobs in, 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 in the early, late 80s, early 90s. I mean, we were in a real funk as a country and trying to get a job in journalism and media and radio was nigh on impossible. So I did, a, I managed to convince the powers that be that I could do a short course kind of thing and finished another degree in a year or so and it was good. I started in radio, I was lucky. But um, I, I never stepped foot, and I've never used. I, but I'd love to I'd lo- hearing how so Sam is can, doing. This is what you can do. I could but do we this. Need, we need you yeah. on Rex, but life after yeah. Rex, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Well, no, no. Well, Rex, Rex isn't. You know, doesn't. To be fair, take up my whole week. I mean, you know, no, are well, you maybe get, you are you, getting, are you farming me out already? Well, no. Are you, I'm sort just... of, are you sending me to the bone in the knackers yard already? No, God, no. You'd, I'd be in trouble if I did that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm only hitting the straps. I've got here for seven weeks, as you pointed out oh. to me the other day. <laughs> trying to get rid of you already. Um, <laughs> um, My first subtle crack at you, and, you, and you've and you reminded me about 18 times. That's all right. Hey, hey, once. Uh, uh, yeah, once. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> all good. Yeah, no, no, but I'd love to do that. So, so Sam Cave teaching the uh, agriculture there and still farming, you know, as we said, 40 hectares you can't do in lunchtime. In a lunchtime, you've, got, you've still got a bit of work to do, but it's just so incredibly good for these for these kids to be seeing these bloody kill sheets and, and understanding the grades and the, oh, I just think it's magnificent. I mean, that. That just is brilliant. And as he said, the practical stuff, learning fencing and shearing and all that side of it as well. Oh, and he'd be great. I know, and because I, I know Sam, I can say I know yeah. he'd be great at it. But um, I could just see you in the classroom, though. I reckon, <laughs> you know, I reckon a, a couple of days a week. I, oh, yeah, no, I tell you what. Strutting around. No, I'd love it. I'd love it. And I'd love what, because I love agriculture now. So, you know, because ca- I came into this show was six years ago, five years ago now, with a template of farming and and, 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 and being a broadcaster, right? So I was probably, you know, I was, I was a reasonable contender for the job. What I have learned about what has happened in the last 30 years since I last farm, I don't know, I'd just about give myself an honorary doctorate because I've had to take on so much, but I've always wanted to sort of stay a step back from it, and that's why you're in there as the expert farmer, and we go to our various expert correspondents, um, but, but it's fascinating. I'm an expert farmer. <laughs> oh, stop playing yourself down. I had enough of that from Laura Coote as well. She was kind of like, you know, trying to bump all the praise off onto everybody else. Hey, no, no, day. honestly, my husband is the farmer. Yeah. I just do what I'm told. I like to discuss things that are happening and he like tells me what he's going to do and the policies and things, but yep. honestly, I trust his judgment. Yeah. And if he says, I think this is what we should do, I, I'm not going to disagree. So uh, well, you're definitely you're, not an expert. You guys' decision to buy a farm when you did that's ballsy stuff and good on you and, and you're, you know, you're, you're a sort of... Um, and, and, and you know, um, if, you know, regardless of where you go and what you do, you, you're always going to benefit the upside of that uh, good decision. Hey, um, so it was great chatting to Laura. She's got her graduates coming up there from the Fairlight Foundation. Uh, she's had Jimmy's Farm over there from the UK. I can't wait to see that, but I want to see these guys. What was the name of her tailing or docking gang? Five thousand a day. Holy yeah. mackerel! I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> no. Uh, and, and she said, you know, the, the conveyor belts and everything. Remember those terrible old cradles of the 80s and that and your hand would get stuck in them? And, no, oh, and I've you... never used one. Or oh, we, okay. Or Dad just used to make us pick them up and hold them. Hold them on a board. I actually yeah. reckon that would have been 50 times better. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll well, give credit to your dad. Tell him I think that's an outstanding decision to have done it that way. Um yeah. It would have been in the 90s. Yeah, 90s. Yeah, well. But um, yeah. no, I mean, the only thing I used to wish was that he didn't let them get so big because obviously they weren't that easy to hold and I'm quite vertically challenged, as you know, so it wasn't really that easy.
I'm, you possibly can't. I can't comment on things like that. You'll have me at HR before I know it. Oh, good. I'm quite happy. See, to, I don't. I don't even notice those things. There I'm you go. I'm quite happy to be hassled about my heart. It doesn't bother me. I'm at peace with it. Yeah, and I'm kind of at peace with the sort of like the good condition that I cover. Be- carry Bex, you know. <laughs> it doesn't overly worry me. Put it that way. And yeah, I've been short all my life, and I don't think it's going to change. So okay. there's hey. no point being worried about it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, this has been uh, Rex Rural Exchange for another weekend. Uh, thank you very much to the input of our executive producer, Dom George. A couple of cracking interviews there. Started off with uh, Mike Casey around the electrification of his property down south there. And also he took care of the interview with Minister Stuart Nash uh, with some interesting stuff there too uh, in regard uh, as we talk about the sale of the Mangahani station. Um yeah, uh, and I've been I've been really working on my song. I think next week I might have a recorded version of it. It's sort of like for Mangahani Station. It's like the the 2022 version of uh, John Hanlon's "Damn the Dam," cried the fantail, you know, fantail when they were trying to save Manapuri before the uh, the dam came in there. And it's uh, it's uh, it's using the great Clean Campbell number, the old "Gentle on My Mind." Oh, you know, I'm I'm quite looking forward to sort of. Oh, yeah, it might make the charts even, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't like to admit, Hamish, but I don't actually know either of these songs. Uh, you, you look, uh, the both, but I you, will have to go yeah. and look them up. Damn the Dam by John Hanlon and Gentle on My Mind by Glenn Campbell. Uh, they're the two songs to go and listen to. Uh, big weekend uh, coming up, huge weekend of sport. Will you watch the Black Ferns? I mean, it'll have, it'll have a television audience of, I reckon, one and a half million people. I mean, unbelievable. Is that even a question? Of course, I'm going to watch. Yeah, them. no, no, just just sort of check. You know, um, I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I've got some new favourite rugby players, and I know that there's the ones. Who's, who, who's your new favourite? Oh, you know, I. It's look, uh, look. I've got. Uh, I mean, I'm an old front rower, um, so Pip Love. I like Pip and. Um, and also Sarah Hurney, of course, from my old club down well, in Manawatu. Sarah's a superstar. She's a good Manawatu girl. Yeah, and absolutely. I remember Sarah and her mum, who I, she talked about during the week, yeah. from uh, Wool Handling. Ronnie. Sharing. Wonderful Ronnie. woman. Yep. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, remember her from Wool Handling and attending the Golden Shears and watching Sarah Shear, actually, when she was yeah, a bit yeah. younger. Um, yeah. So that's how I kind of yeah. um, met the family, because I used to report a little bit on the Golden Shears. So I always oh. enjoy watching Sarah, but... Uh, I'm a pretty big Ruby Tui fan. Yeah, you like. I see. I find. Look, I like Ruby. Don't get me wrong, but she's had all the mainstream media attention. Of course, she has. Yeah, but uh, she's. I just uh, think she's great. Yeah, uh, but I. I'm sort of looking that in terms of actual true uh, playing ability. You know. Yeah, well, I, I, I couldn't comment on that. That's not yeah. my expertise. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll leave that to you. Rightio. There you go. Hey. Uh, so all the best to the Black Ferns. Kiwis playing this afternoon. The Rugby League All Blacks Scotland Monday morning. Um, geez, we've got some great cricket coming up. I don't, I don't even know, even know where to stop. And my and my my big tip for the weekend: if you're going near a TAB today, people, Lagata, Lagata, and the one thousand guineas at Ricketon. Good friend of mine, 
uh, who's in this kind of industry as well. Bill Foster out of the Manawatu. He's one Billy, great guy. We started boarding school together. His horse is running down there today. Legata. Um, that's about it, really. Um, this has been uh, Rex Royal Exchange. We have thoroughly enjoyed uh, your company. As always, thank you very much. And we will do it all again. The Sunday edition will pop up on the radio tomorrow morning. And you can listen back anytime to Rex Royal Exchange on any purveyor of fine podcast. Damn the damn, cried the fantail.